everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. I'm really excited today. We are here to talk about the year of animation in 2019. Uh, this is something that we've done on my channel since way back in 2014. Every year I've got gotten a panel together to talk about the both the big and the small releases to come out in the year of animation so i really love getting a chance to think back on all the all these films and i have two special guests today uh, on the podcast first we have uh, youtuber paleo stino is here and thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah no problem um uh there, there's a lot to uh, talk about for the animation this year are we talking about cartoons too or just uh, uh, movies um just movies because we had so many okay. Uh, and I've, I've actually thought about maybe doing a, uh, a separate one for the television animation, uh, especially because you had things like, uh, you had so many tele so many movies based on television shows, which were interesting yeah. this year. Uh, Cause well. I, I realized that there were a lot of sh uh, shows that came out this year that were really good. I was, mm -hmm. I was surprised. I was like, Oh, there's a lot of like TV that was good uh, yeah. for animation. Yeah. yeah yeah and you had my little pony finale and a bunch of other stuff like that so that's something i definitely will consider doing but why don't you uh introduce yourself real quick to our yeah. audience so yeah i'm paleo steno i um uh, have a youtube channel on uh on youtube uh, uh, also uh, paleo steno and i uh i i do podcasts and uh reviews and uh talk about animation a lot very good. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming in. And then our second guest is Cameron Ward is here. And why don't you introduce your first, this is your first time on the podcast. So why don't you introduce yourself? Hello there. Um, yeah, my name is Cameron Ward. I am a uh, writer. I write written reviews. I started back in 2008, starting with video games. And then back in 2015, I started to write about animation. And I've been uh, doing that ever since. I have a website called camseyeview.biz and I like to, my, uh, eh, sorry, um, my written review series is called The Other Side of Animation. I like to look at animated films that are not from Disney and Pixar. Not that I have anything against them, but it's just like, there's so much cool stuff out there, and it's just vibrant and creative and that's what i like to cover yeah very good great and i'll have links for all of your content in the description section so people should definitely check it out first one we're going to talk about is dragon ball z super broly and this got a pretty big theatrical rollout i i think it did much better than they expected and there were a ton of anime series movies uh this year and we can't we we're all day if we talk about all of them but i thought this was the best one to kind of talk about because i think uh it got got the biggest rollout and it, it, it did pretty well so uh paley did you did you see this uh unfortunately i didn't um i know my friend jacks he's like a huge dragon ball z fan um and he he's been like sort of like okay on on super but he said that like dragon ball the uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly is like one of the best films that they've made of the franchise. Mm -hmm. um, so because he said he said he loved it, so I'll have to watch it at some point. Yeah. I might watch it at the New Year's party that I see him at. Mm. Yeah, uh, Cameron, what did you think of this? Um, well, I've been like I've been a fan of Dragon Ball since like the old one. 
uh, or like Z, I guess. Um, and I I haven't watched Super, so I just kind of like I like going into these movies like okay, if I haven't seen the new show or something, would I like it? Even though it would probably be smarter if I did. And a lot of the times with these uh, franchise films, I tend to think they just look like slightly better episodes, and then they have like plot stuff that happens in them in the movie that could have been used in the show and they never bring it up so that I always kind of have like a mixed like conflicting thoughts about them but it was uh Broly man it looks great and it it feels theatrical like they really get you into the action like you feel like the imposing threat of Broly when he's fighting like Vegeta and Goku like they really went all out with this like the animation looks great fights are fantastic it's slightly ruined by the fact because of the guy who plays Broly (laughs) and I it's hard for me to go back to that unless they re-release it and recast Broly with because they've done that with uh Dragon Ball Z fighters where they got Johnny Young Bosch to uh play him but it, it was like it was like a film that should be in a theater and should be seen on like the biggest screen you can. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. I'm not uh, super familiar. I with the uh, I know what Dragon Ball Z is, but I I'm not somebody who's watched the show. Uh, but I felt like I was able to get it and understand it. And I liked how just sort of sniveling and sometimes I get tired of these villains that we have these days where they're all sort of these surprise villains. And he was yeah, just yeah. like just the worst like bad guy <laughs> like just yeah, just yeah. all evil and i i like that sometimes and uh, so i i enjoyed it i definitely would go smile worthy on it yeah, yeah smile worthy for me yeah okay then we had how to train your dragon hidden world and uh so this movie i i thought was uh was a sweet uh finale for this trilogy i liked uh I liked the message. I, I wasn't as like insane about the second one as it seems like a lot of people were. Um, I felt like it had some issues, but, uh, but this, I just thought was so beautiful. And I really did like this sort of step for toothless and, uh, and hiccup and uh, the ending really got to me. I don't think that the humor really worked all that well, especially that one character who was very uh, annoying yeah. um and uh and so that was like the main doc i i had against it um and uh and a lot of people complained about the villain that was fine for me um uh, but yeah it was the humor was wasn't my favorite but Pela, what do you think of this ending to, to yeah change your that, dragon that, that that was one of my complaints about the the villain was kind of like eh to to me um but the yeah I, I agree with that uh char- i think it's like tj miller's color character in the movie mm-hmm. like he 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 keeps like hitting on hiccup's mom oh no mm-hmm. uh, that's jonah hill's character who who was jo- jonah hill's character okay yeah yeah uh, oh mm-hmm. see yeah that's right tj miller character is one of the twins yeah um yeah um yeah, i thought that was like really weird yeah oh, well, and- there was also that that female character that that got um that was the prisoner and was just making all those jokes yeah Kristen wiggs character yeah, oh yeah yeah I was not a big fan of that <laughs> it was very annoying yeah. um 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. But uh, but overall, I thought it was a sweet sweet movie. I enjoyed. Yeah, it. I think it was like a good like ending to the uh, to the to the trilogy, um, especially with the like the the very end. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that was a good ending. Um, I thought it was pretty good, but yeah, Jonah Hill's character really dragged that part down. Like, oh, it was so annoying. It was creepy, and it was like Hiccup was kind of oblivious or just chose to ignore him because he knew he, he was his, you know, small talk, no bite, no bite and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times what I find great about DreamWorks films are all like the little character moments and there were just some great moments and that, I mean, that's kind of what I think about DreamWorks in general and I think Specs has talked about this also where it's all like the overall arching story, it's okay, but then all the little moments make it like raise it up and such Mm -hmm. yeah i mean in a way it's kind of similar to toy story 4 in the sense that this uh relationship kind of changes and you have this sort of goodbye at the end and uh and i thought that that really worked uh with uh with like i said toothless and hiccup and i did think it was so beautiful when they were in they're in that cave everything's sort of uh um not for kind of fluorescent in color uh that was really cool yeah when dreamworks yeah. wants to flaunt their animation they they can really flaunt it <laughs> yeah so i definitely would say smile worthy on this one it's a low smiley for me but i still love it mm-hmm. yeah yeah smile worthy yeah. okay then we had lego movie the second part and this movie i saw during the week of uh, one of the weeks of sundance so it did get kind of it, it was sort of madness <laughs> for me um and uh, i actually haven't watched it again uh which maybe says something about it but i don't know i liked it i thought it was good i liked the music uh i thought the the story was pretty clever um and uh but i i thought that the uh the real life kind of dynamic didn't work as well as it did in the first one. Um, but you know, it was a pretty nice message for kids about, you know, playing with your siblings and being nice. I mean, that's a good, good message for little kids. It just wasn't quite as, quite as powerful maybe to adults as the movie's message, but you really loved this one, uh, Paleo. Yeah. I I love all the Lego movies, even Ninjago to a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, it, I, I love how they made it into more of a musical this time around. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the songs are really fun. Um, and uh, the real life d- dynamic, I think, like, with with that, uh, with the first movie, it was just, like, a, a sudden surprise that that, yeah. that happened. Right. Um, with, um, with this, they, they take it in a bit more. But I, I really like the aspect of the character of, of the boy character where he's sort of growing up a bit and he wants to be a bit more mature. And that's sort of the theme throughout the movie about maturity. Um, and like for being, being kids, like you don't have to mature that fast. Um, Cause he was like talking about like a bunch of like serious things and he was trying to do a time travel plot. I, I thought that was really funny. Um <laughs> Uh, and I, I love uh, Queen Whatever. Um, she she's great. Um, 
that's one of the, a really a really fun uh, character with the the way she moves and everything. Mm-hmm. How she's just made of uh, a bunch of these random pieces. Um, yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. So I, I I love the movie. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I really loved Lego Movie Part Two, and it, I mean it was always going to have that disadvantage of not being the first one and not having that lightning in a bottle. Yeah. But I thought it was a very good movie for all, like all things considered. Like I think they took the story in an interesting direction. I kind of thought saw themes of like toxic masculinity also with uh, the with the lead and then uh, the villain. Um, yeah. And yeah, the I was surprised by the music and not. I mean, I wasn't going to be like, oh no, it's all bad. No, I downloaded the album onto my phone like right after I saw the movie. <laughs> like it, it's yeah. all. <laughs> I love that that credit song too. That uh, by uh, by Beck. That's great. Uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, and I and I still just loved all of the jokes, and I'm really bummed that it did not do better. But I do think yeah. Warner Brothers ran that franchise into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with a lot of people, they blamed Ninjago. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I could see that. Yeah. They uh, they're not going to be doing any more. So that was pretty pretty crazy news yeah we'll have we'll have to see if universal buys the rights and then see what happens with them. come on lego jurassic park <laughs> oh that would be cool i'd watch that all day um yeah what well, i guess maybe we should talk about that just briefly it's been a pretty bad year at the uh box office for uh for animation uh except for i mean i uh dragon did okay did pretty good uh and then toy story 4 of course did great and frozen too uh but there's been a lot of bombs and uh do you have any what do you do you have any insight uh paleo on why you think that's uh, that's been the case um i think it's just that like the i feel like a lot of these films had really bad advertising mm-hmm. I agree. um yeah because there, there, there's certain films where I'm like, I haven't seen the ads for it anywhere. Like, especially for stuff like Wonder Park and Missing Link, which mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk about soon. Because um, yeah. uh, I, I didn't, I didn't see stuff for that like anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the advertising they do did have, honestly, didn't look all that appealing. Uh, yeah. And so even if the movie was actually good, and there were a lot of projects that they were greenlit that it was kind of like um why did they greenlit that like who who was really asking for that even if the movie ended up being a lot better than we all thought uh like we'll talk about an angry birds movie uh angry birds 2 i don't think anybody was really asking for that and so when it comes out it just kind of nobody's really got a claim to see it yeah Um, i think i agree with paleo uh, uh yeah um i think a lot of it was bad marketing and some of, it, some of it was also odd. Like, Abominable had a trailer with, that played in theaters, like, nowhere else. Yeah. And then they released a pretty good, a, like, a decent trailer. Not fond of the blueberry butt joke. Uh, but outside of that, um, it was a pretty decent trailer, but it, it was, like, odd. Yeah. And some of it was understandable. Like, uh, Playmobil was never going to have a big budget after its failure uh, to launch, like, release. Mm-hmm. And 
but yeah, I agree. It's, it was all down to bad marketing. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So then we uh, had, are we all a uh, smile worthy on Lego then? Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Definitely. Then we have wonder park and so this thing, it didn't have a director. I mean, this thing went through development hell. This is a nightmare. I didn't think it was as bad as everybody else. I thought that it had some sweet ideas about this. this. There were some imaginative sequences, some imaginative ideas. I actually, I thought the animation was pretty, at least in, in a lot of it, it was, was pretty. I wasn't miserable watching it. Um, but I certainly didn't go fresh on it. Uh, it's just too, uh, it's just too messy. Um, and it, uh, and the, the story is kind of, kind of strange. Um, but I don't know, uh, Cameron, what did, what did you think of this one? Well, for a while, I thought this was going to be my choice for the worst animated film. Mm-hmm. And we'll, uh, get to the one that topped it <laughs> Um, I did not like it, and it was mostly because it ha- it cowered away from its themes, and it wanted to be like a Monster Calls or I Kill Giants, right? But it it like it didn't commit to what it was trying to do because it, you could tell that there was a lot of symbolism and such and themes of like getting over grief and how grief is and depression is still gonna be there but then it's just like i i found like a weird lack of imagination with some of the things like the animal characters when you finally get to meet them they look like real animals and they're they don't look all that interesting you would think with a film about imagination like, I thought they should have made the animals look like the stuffed animals that the girl had in her room. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like it, but like I said, it was just because I wish it committed. And it's so weird. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of a movie not having a director. Yeah, that, the there was a thing. lot of behind-the-scenes fiascos. And yeah. if you go by uh, IMDb, it says there were, like, three different people behind it but no this this would be the first time where an animated film or at least as far as i know an animated film went into theaters without a director credit yeah yeah like it it says on, on the wiki here it says um it, it was originally directed by dylan brown but then he was fired yeah um so they just didn't include a director's credit <laughs> yeah it's crazy uh, yeah. well uh, spoiler alert this is a, a frown for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. What What did you think, Paleo? Yeah, it's it's weird because like um, uh, when I first watched it, I was like okay on it, but then I thought more about it. I was like, no, like it's because when I first started watching the movie, um, and they introduced the, those themes of loss and everything, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And then like the movie goes on, and I'm I'm thinking oh, you're not doing anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know. I kind of felt like it was sort of, uh, in as far as the themes of loss and things, it was almost like it was 
trying to be something like a Totoro or something that can have these deeper themes, but it just it just was too messy that it it couldn't uh, yeah. obviously yeah. Couldn't, couldn't do do what they do. So yeah, frown worthy for me as well on yeah. Wonder Park. They they say darkness more times than they say darkness in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so oh, and don't forget, um, there's apparently a TV series that's still coming out about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, be- it's it's weird how they have a lot of those like Nickelodeon uh, movies that <laughs> they they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna make this and then a series for it. Yeah, and like, I, without seeing if it works first. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen and I've seen TV ads for it, but it's like this thing's gonna die on the vine. I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> and I'm sorry for the people who had to work on it because it's like you could tell that the whole production was troubled yeah um so then we get to missing link and this is when i have my unpopular opinion uh because i do the animation is beautiful they have uh the incredible craftsmanship at Leica, and i've given fresh to every single one of their movies except for this one um uh, and i no. <laughs> i i had big problems with this movie i i just from the very beginning even in the advertisements i did not like the character designs and that was something i i just couldn't get over i i really disliked the 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 hugh jackman characters just triangle nose i thought it looked so (laughs) ugly and then i really disliked the sort of pig nose on susan i don't know just i thought they made their characters really ugly and i guess you could say that's part of the story but i don't know i just didn't like it I didn't care for the whole visual aesthetic of the movie was even though I recognized that it was very well done it was not my taste and uh and then I just didn't think the story was that good I didn't think it was funny I I I didn't think it was really that original especially when they get to when they get to the um the yeti village i just thought that was all so underwhelming and uh, i was like they had to bring emma thompson in for this like what and uh i don't know i just didn't really like it and i know everybody else seems to love it but i thought i didn't i just didn't like the character design it had a nice message as far as accepting you know susan and everything and there's just been so many yeti movies and this is definitely my least (laughs) of all these yeti movies uh so that's my unpopular opinion this this year is i was not a fan i mean i i wish it had done better just because i like Leica, but i don't know it didn't work for me um i really loved it (laughs) and i no, and i perfectly get why someone wouldn't uh uh like it like I think with like uh, they have such a distinct vibe to them, and to see them do like a buddy com- travel comedy, I can see that as being kind of like a step down. Even though I understand why they did it, because it was like, I mean, nobody's seen their movies in theaters, and that's so frustrating. <laughs> it yeah. felt like them kind of trying to ape Ardman to me, almost like it. It didn't even feel like a like a movie, and. And I wasn't a big fan of Ardman's movie last year, so I don't know. I'm just being difficult, I, I, I guess. That. Yeah, no, um, I liked the comedy. I found myself laughing a lot. I, but then again, I also saw it twice in theaters, like on the same day, because I wanted to support it so much. And, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I understand the uh, issue of just like, oh, we finally get to the Yetis, and 
it's a little underwhelming. I think that's kind of the point, like like theme-wise to the story. It's like uh, Susan finally gets there, and they're just snobby and elitist, just like the club that Hugh Jackman's character wants to get into. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting like <laughs> uh, comparison there. Um, yeah, and um, I still get a huge laugh out of the scene where she's like, "Stop those people who don't want to be here and <laughs> keep them here." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I can understand some people having like slight issues with the Susan reveal, even though like I don't think there was any ill intent behind it. But I understand if people would be like, "Oh, okay, uh, what?" And um. I found the villains to be weak. Like, they were just kind of, like, snobby elitist. And, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what I like about, like, uh, films. Their villains were so, like, more to them than, like, Disney villains and DreamWorks villains. And it, it's just, like, I, I'm just so sad this thing just did not do well in theaters. I wish it did better. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I think it's, uh, <laughs> out, out out of the uh, the Yeti and like Sasquatch films, I, I think this one's probably my favorite one. Because mm-hmm. um, it's um it, it's something I, I wasn't expecting from from like a, a like an a, sort of an adventure film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there there are certain sequences in the movie that I'm like, wow, how how did you do that? Like yeah. when they're on the boat. And like it's all moving around and everything. I was like, wow, it's this is must have taken like forever. <laughs> like to get it just right to make it look like as good as it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great sequences in that. And it's a it's just such a visual marvel. And I liked the humor. Like I, I like the Ardman like a style humor where it's a little underplayed. Like when they're uh, yeah. walking into town and uh uh Hugh Jackman's character is talking to uh, Susan, and he's just and he's talking about like, oh, we gotta go meet uh, Zoe Saldana's character, and uh, Susan's just like, oh, so you two know each other? And Hugh Jackman's like, well, yeah, you can say that again. Okay, so you two know each other. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but I understand if it never gelled with anyone. I think it did have some pretty bad marketing also, and not wide release marketing, even though this was obviously meant to be for. A more universal crowd than like uh like as other films where i'd say they're more made for slightly older kids and families and such yeah i mean i i guess certain sequences like the whole when they're breaking into her house and yeah. and that's supposed to be funny and i didn't think it was funny or like the bar fight scene which went on really long and i didn't think it was particularly funny and i don't know there's I don't know. Uh, so you both are, are smile worthy on it. Yeah, smile worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just... I get it. Like, don't don't feel yeah. bad about <laughs> not liking it as much. So yeah, anyone who listens to this, do not dunk on people who do not agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we're talking about ugly dolls, and I actually now now this can make me sound terrible because I actually <laughs> went fresh on this. I i i thought it was cute i liked the i thought the character design were were cute and cuddly and i mean I'm t- i was thinking of this for like really little kids that they would like it and that's who i felt like it was made for i right. didn't like the villain at all 
but I thought that the songs were cute and kind of catchy and I could see something like this playing on like a Disney Junior type of type of show and and then everybody else <laughs> hated it but um but I I I enjoyed it I thought it was for very little kids and uh so that was kind of I mean it is a message that we've seen a lot of times uh right. but uh I don't know I I maybe I was just in a good mood that day I don't know <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate it, but honestly, I forgot it came out this year. Yeah. Like, it was just forgettable to me. Yeah. yeah. It, it came and went fast. And this was another one that had a troubled production because it started out, out in a. It was going to be made by Illumination and it was going to have the original creators of the Ugly. Yeah, Ugly. that's right. And then it went to STX because I think the guy who made STX used to work for Universal and then took that with it. And then supposedly, and we don't know until like, they can actually talk about this stuff that stx wanted a big family hit and they rushed it out and yeah not, not a lot of normal animation fans are probably going to notice but i noticed a few areas where they where it was just like okay they had they didn't have time to stop someone look like they were sliding across the ground when they were running or like, <laughs> uh or like the backgrounds to the songs were all just kind of like a screensaver because yeah yeah, that was. Um, um, I I don't hate this movie. I just found it kind of like forgettable. And one, one criticism I never got was like people were like, "Oh, well, they're not that ugly." And it's just like they look like the toys. This is like a perfect adaptation for this kind of thing. They look like they do, and I like the little village that they do do like mm-hmm. that that they have all the ugly dolls in. Um, wasn't fond of the villain, and then there was just some world-building stuff that I know most people won't care about, but I kind of found confusing about how it all worked. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that was that was kind of weird. Also, um, Ugly Dolls did that thing with this advertising that I absolutely hate with animated movies, where they do like, boom, 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 so, uh, of all the celebrity voice actors. I'm like, yeah, can you that. not do that? Kids don't care. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, I get it. It's pretty adults who are going to take Yeah. Care. They're the ones paying the tickets, of course. But uh, no, this one definitely leaned too much into its celebrities, even though I found uh, yeah. Kelly, um, the one who played the lead. Kelly and, Clarkson. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson was fine. Clarkson was good. and uh, yeah. But I, I, I despise Pitbull. <laughs> like, I don't like him in anything. No, uh, I, I felt like they were <laughs> underutilized. Like, I, I felt like it really, the, the core failing of Ugly Dolls for me was the writing. It wasn't strong, and it felt very repetitive. They're like, oh, no, we're not good enough. And then it's like, okay, but you are good enough. And they're like, yeah, we are. And then it goes like clockwork. Well, and I hope that Kelly Asbury isn't too hurt by it because I think he's a quality. I think he's a good director. And I I thought that uh, Smurfs the Lost Village was way underrated. I liked it way more than most. That was a pretty okay movie. It was. And like, I don't blame him. For, don't like don't blame him for this. He apparently came on and was just like, okay, we don't have a lot of time. Uh, let, let's just do the best that we can. Yeah, he said in the interview. There was an interview with Rotoscopers, and uh, where he said, yeah, they they had about uh, eighteen months uh, to get it uh, from start to uh, when he when he got brought on to uh, releasing it. So it was pretty pretty fast and 
but yeah, I just I thought that Smurfs Lost Village was so pretty, uh, and yeah. just these beautiful sequences. Um, and I don't know, I just liked it way better than uh, than most people seem like. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he's a good director, even if he's had two flops in a row. Yeah, yeah. I hope he. I think he'll be fine. I hope he gets other work. He's a good director. Don't yeah. judge him by these two movies. And yeah. uh, can't wait for that Ugly Dolls animated series that's not going to come out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So yeah, I. I mean, I guess I'll stick with my smile worthy. Like I said, I just think I think for little kids, I think they'll like it. Oh, yeah, uh, it's yeah. super harmless. It, there's nothing like oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah, I give it like a very soft brown. Yeah. What yeah, same. It? Yeah. All right. Uh, so then we have Penguin Highway. So this was one of our first animes of the year. And uh, this, I, I kind of thought of it as it's sort of like an anime version of Stranger Things, you know, where there's this kid that's kind of looking into all these strange phenomenons. And, and uh, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very creative uh, and I loved the animation. It, there was the the i kind of wish they had done a, a a young girl like 11 in stranger things um as opposed to this full grown-up woman that was a little yeah. weird a little awkward especially his uh fascination with her, <laughs> her breasts that was weird yeah. um I and kind of, yeah i can kind of explain that but i finish up sorry <laughs> um no I, but overall i really enjoyed it it was very creative uh it was a a, a new kind of sci-fi story and so definitely small worthy for me on penguin highway um, um yeah i saw this one last year at animation as film and uh just quick plug if anyone like animation lovers want to see all, a lot of these foreign animated features before they come out in the u.s animation as film happens every has been happening for the past few years in hollywood and it's just a delight mm-hmm. and it'll, i want to see it about animation yeah. i love penguin highway it was a little too long i think but it was a very uh heartfelt coming of age story and yeah it's a little weird that like it this story has like a care a boy that's like a little more obsessed with the female form um but i I think it's because he's hitting puberty and the woman the mysterious woman in the film is like symbolic of like of just like his I, I think just like of it's it's a it's a puberty thing. And mm-hmm. the uh director had a small video when we first saw it and he said like I designed this woman to appeal to young boys, <laughs> mm-hmm. Japanese boys. And uh but I found it funny and touching and I definitely recommend it. It's been released on Blu ray now by Eleven Arts. So I say pick it up. It's a it's a smiley for me. Yeah. Did you get to see this one, Paleo? Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see uh, a lot of anime this year um, in, in theaters at all. Um, but uh, Penguin Highway, I, I've seen trailers of, and it's definitely something that I want to watch. Yeah. It was it was really good. Um, yeah. And then another anime that came out this year uh, that I loved uh, is called Promare. Yeah. And, yeah. And this movie, uh, the animation is so stunning. Uh, it it is. I wouldn't recommend it for somebody with like sensory issues because it oh, is yeah. a lot coming at the screen. Um, yeah. But I loved the geometric style 
it was stunning with uh combined with the music i thought it worked so well and it was so different than anything else i've ever seen and i thought the story was very good i liked the whole this dynamic of the burnish and that uh that people are taught to hate the burnish and and but they're there's yeah once they actually get to know them and i thought the story was very layered very well done and just the animation was stunning this is one of my top 10 just in general favorite movies of the year i really uh really loved it uh so definitely smile worthy for me yeah this was a great one and it's so earnest in its execution and that's mm-hmm. what i love about studio trigger they are so like like we want to make this cool firefighting action movie and we're just going to go all out with it. And mm-hmm. I was there during one of the Fathom events and it was just one of those that you had to see of a full theater and everyone yeah. was just roaring with laughter, with joy. And it, it's just so good. It's like, yeah. like five smileys for me. It, it was just fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's one I, I definitely need to watch soon because uh, yeah. Studio Trigger stuff is always like really amazing. Yeah, this is my first time seeing anything from them, and uh, I was very impressed. It was was really good. Yeah, um, it, like you said, the story was a lot deeper than you would think because I could mm-hmm. see someone watching the trailer and being like, "Oh, this looks very style over substance," but it's not, and mm-hmm. I I find that very com- uh, like admirable yeah. that Studio Trigger wanted to have a little more story with their work mm-hmm. so. well and they take you to some pretty low places i don't want to give spoilers but uh there's times where it's feeling pretty desperate for our you know for our heroes and everything so i it was really good um yeah. all right then the secret life of pets 2 and this is an interesting one because i first of all i have quite a bit of nostalgia for the first secret life of pets because it was the first time that I ever got to go on Rotoscopers podcast. And yeah. so that was very exciting for me. Um, and uh, and I, I think the first one is, is fine. It's harmless. I enjoy it. Um, the second one, uh, I, I liked it too. I thought it was very episodic. It's like kind of like three episodes of a television show, which yeah. I was fine with. Um, but I, I liked... Uh, um, Gigi uh, or learning uh i liked the the jenny slate dog it's Gigi, oh, yeah. right yeah or yeah, Gigi. yeah anyway i liked her learning how to be a cat that was cute i liked that story and i liked the story with um max i think uh, i forget the names yeah, max. but max yeah. learning how to be a tougher dog it was cute yeah. and the middle one i didn't like the the yeah, one with Kevin the tiger yeah yeah that part i didn't like uh but i liked it i gave it a uh, i gave it fresh so it was smiling to me i thought it was cute uh it's uh it's not great but it was yeah. it was fine for me um what did you think paleo about this one um well i have a complicated relationship with illumination yeah um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah pets too i'm uh I don't know. I, I I didn't really like the whole sort of like episodic thing that it, that it did um, uh-huh. with with it feeling sort of like episodes of a sitcom. Yeah. Um, where it 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 didn't have time to like breathe with the uh, uh, especially the part with Max um, yeah. and and him because like from the from the trailers you would think that that would be like the main thing. 
throughout the, uh, the, yeah, the movie. marketing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they sort of do all come together in the end. Uh, but I I don't think it is it's as good as the first one at all. No, um, no. Um, I I don't hate Illumination as much as like people just hate them to the bone and such. I find that their biggest weakness is that they lack uh lack ambition and it's like they had a perfectly good story idea with Max overcoming his fears and I liked his chemistry with uh, Rooster the Harrison Ford dog and I think they could have really made a movie about that but yeah I think my main problem is that uh, Illuminations films a lot of times just feel like a product to me rather than a movie yeah uh, like I said, they lack ambition, and that's kind of like how I feel about a lot of their films, because they always have like an interesting setup, but they don't go anywhere with it, and that, that's how I felt about like the Grinch and the Despicable Me films, and yeah, like, like I said, I'm not like, they're the worst thing since, I don't know, ever, and I, yeah, I, I this one's harmless. I like Patton Oswalt as a new voice for Max, and I love the uh, Cat Lady apartment and uh yeah that was fun yeah yeah i I mean i'm not a huge illumination fan uh but uh partly because just because i find the minions so annoying i do not like them uh but uh but the i guess sing and secret life of pets i much prefer over yeah i think the first one was better too yeah uh so all right uh then we had uh, an indie uh, that I just got to watch yesterday called Funan, and this was so beautiful. It was devastating. It's a story about uh, the um, uh, the 1970s Cambodia massacre. Yeah, yeah, and uh, these uh, people get forced to this. Basically, it's a communal communal farm, but it's basically a concentration camp. Uh, for them and uh, they get separated in the madness from their son and it was devastating and i thought in the right kind of ways i it was in beautifully animated um this is uh if i hadn't already filmed my video this would be in my top of the year i thought this was excellent uh and uh, so you saw it last year you were saying yeah, I saw this one last year, and if Mariah wasn't there, this would have been my favorite. And uh, this was my favorite animated film of the year. It's so powerful. It's so just jaw-droppingly gorgeous and emotional. And mm-hmm. it's out right now by G Kids. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can rent it now. Yeah, I don't know if um, it's going to have a lot of chance at the Oscars. I think it kind of got buried by weathering with you and but i i highly recommend it it's touching and the director was uh he was adorable at the festival he was uh, very shy and um like i said just highly recommended great mm-hmm. movie. yeah i mean i would not be shocked if if you know it seems like the, usually there's one or two of the g kids movies that sneaks in to yeah. the <laughs> to, uh to the nominations and if this uh i could picture this one being the one that people are like what is that and you know they think how could that get nominated but no it would totally deserve it if it did uh because it's it's a really good movie and uh 
we, I was talking to my co-host Stanford, my friend, uh, and we're going to do this for our obscure animation episode in January. Cause I was so impressed by it. Uh, so people that are listeners to the podcast can look forward to diving deep into it. And, uh, this I month. have a, a written review of it on my website. Okay. Yeah. I'll put a, a link down to that. Can go to that one also. So, uh, all right. So, so uh, Bailey, did you get to see this one? Uh, no, uh, like I said, I wasn't able, able to watch a lot of the um, uh, indie or, or anime films that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a bummer. I, I love G-Kids. I wish they had a better distribution system because I, I just think everyone should see their films. Not yeah. all of them are family friendly, but uh, everyone should have a yeah. chance to see this before it hits on demand. So. Yeah, this one is just excellent. It's really good. Um, okay, then we had Toy Story 4. And I know there was some mixed feelings about it, but I absolutely loved it. One of my favorite movies of the year. I thought that it was such a great way to finish off Woody's story. And I didn't realize until I saw it how much I needed that. Um, Because I feel like Toy Story 3, I love the ending, but it really is a great ending for Andy. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? These toys are kind of in this continual cycle of loving these children and then getting abandoned and forgotten about and then loving and being forgotten about. And that's kind of a, because evidently these, in this world, the toys don't die. They just keep living and living and living. And that's kind of a terrible life when you think about it. Uh, And, uh, and the way I kind of, I, I, I thought about the ending and the fact that now he's in a place that, that, is this kind of happy place where he can be autonomous. He doesn't have that. He's not out of the cycle. And I thought that was so nice. And I was, I really liked how Gabby Gabby wasn't like the surprise villain that I expected her to be. Uh, I thought that her story ended so well. I thought the movie was really funny that it was beautifully animated. Yeah, sure. They don't use all the characters that well, but this was about, Woody's journey and it really meant a lot to me as a character that I have loved for so many years and for him to have this uh this goodbye really meant a lot to me and I just I loved it I thought it was really great what what do you think of it paleo so yeah I other than twist villains uh Disney's starting to do this thing where a character will go off to do their own thing or be in an, a, in a separate place because we've had it three times now, like in a row. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, because b- last year it was um, Vanellope from um, Ralph Breaks the Internet uh, going to, to live in that other video game. That's true. Um, and then with Elsa in Frozen 2. Um, yeah. And That's with true. those two, it didn't feel as earned um, right. because like, we've only seen them in one movie. Uh, with with Woody, it's like, well, we've seen him in in three movies and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it makes um, sense. Um, with Toy Story four, I I think it's good. It's like it's like one of their better sequels, uh, I think. Um, but I, I I guess I guess I'm I'm still like on the fact that I still really like the ending of, of Toy Story three, uh, and also um, if you've ever seen the the specials. Um, Toy Story of Terror and Toy Story of Time Forgot. I, I feel like those are like better sort of like continuations uh, of like the just antics that the toys get into uh, of being um, 
Bonnie's uh, Bonnie's toys. Yeah. Um, but I still th- do think uh, Toy Story Four is like a really good movie. Um, yeah. But I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just still de- denying that Woody's gone. Um, <laughs> um, but I. I also, I, I do really enjoy the Forky shorts that have been coming out. Oh my on, gosh. Uh, I need to see it. So, I love Forky, and I loved Woody being like the dad of Forky. That was so fun. Yeah, it was Forky so well was done. A, yeah, Forky was a surprise because I, I know from reactions from the trailers, like I would see kids and I'd see parents be like, oh no, is this character going to be obnoxious? And no, it's the power of Pixar. They yeah. know how use their characters like you said gabby gabby was just a great uh quote-unquote villain and there are some pretty mature themes about this because it's just like woody has his one ideal and then when he reunites with bonnie it's bonnie right yeah um uh, and she has this other ideal and it's just kind of like i love seeing the two oh you mean bo peep bo peep yeah Bonnie's the kid. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, My bad. Um, And I like seeing Bo Peep and Woody get together and just kind of bounce off of one another. And the movie was really funny. Like, really had some of the better visual jokes. And uh, of course, Key and Peel as the carnival toys were great. I mean, those. Oh yeah, that. (laughs) <laughs> that that joke with them like uh like explaining how they were going to get the key oh god like, yeah <laughs> that that was the best joke of the movie and uh yeah i mean like yeah it was kind of a bummer buzz kind of regressed a little in terms of story but i kind of like i liked the idea of him kind of like finding his own beliefs also even though he got, he was <laughs> underdeveloped throughout the movie and I understand, like, the, uh, the hesitation for people to be like, uh, I don't know, I like Toy Story 3, how it ended. But I think it was, like, a good send-off for yeah. Woody. And that, um, the ending where Woody's about to go with, back with Buzz to uh, the RV and such, you see him just kind of have a mental breakdown a little. Like, mm-hmm. she's, she's gone. She's gone. And it's just like, that hit me like way harder and like I'm 30 I I was about to cry so (laughs) yeah yeah I it was it was really good there was white snake and this uh is some of the most beautiful CG animation that I've seen I thought it was gorgeous I did get a chance to interview the director for rotoscopers and that was a really cool experience uh but uh but yeah I, I thought some of the characters were a little grating to be frank um and the the story uh wasn't like the best but i still i just the animation was so beautiful that i really enjoyed watching it so i would give it smile worthy um, yeah. cameron i know you got to see this <laughs> if basically if uh, if we talk about an, an indie animated film i probably saw it yeah. <laughs> um yeah i saw this one back at animation is film this year and i also got to talk to the director and um it's great and this is such a good film to show off what chinese animation has coming out because and this was a good year for it also because we had like number seven cherry lane the hugely successful neza and then white snake which i think is the best one 
and like it's just cool to see an action film again like on a big screen because it seems like a lot of u.s animation doesn't like to have action unless it's like a a kung fu panda where it has to be with jokes and such and it, it, it's I liked the romance between the characters. Some parts of the story I agree were like a little rushed, but I think it's great. And uh, G Kids is bringing this one out, and it'll be available in February. Yeah, so people should definitely definitely catch up to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then we had uh, another indie called Boonwell in the Labyrinth of the Turtles. And I, I liked the concept of this movie. I, I thought that the whole idea of them kind of following this uh, famous documentarian, this famous director, and recreating the different, following him as he makes this, this documentary, and uh, then recreating, they show the scene from the real movie, and then show the animated scene. That was really cool. Uh, and... I don't know. I found it a little bit repetitive. Uh, that it's kind of the same, uh, the same kind of bad behavior on the card of this Boonwell, um, and he, you know, would throw a fit or be frustrating and this frustrated artist or whatever. And yeah. then uh, there would be some kind of resolution, and then there would be another fit. And then, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe I would like it better if I was more familiar with Boonwell. Honestly, the only. The only way that I remembered him, that I knew him, which is terrible on my part, is I, he's one of the surrealists in Midnight in Paris. <laughs> he's in there. Um, uh, um, so I'm not very familiar with him, uh, but I, 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 I certainly would go fresh on it. It's, it's so well animated and creative, um, but it's not one of my favorites. Uh, but I know, Cameron, you you really love this movie yeah this is my second favorite animated film of the year and i but i perfectly get it uh louise bunwell is a frustrating character to get to uh follow and i think that's part of partially the point but i get it like because it, it is like he there are good parts to him like there are good sides to him and they show that and but he's also frustrating because like for anyone who doesn't know about this movie, it's about Louise Bunuel, who is this uh, surrealist filmmaker back in the 30s or 20s. And uh, he basically got blacklisted in France and nobody would give him money to make a film. And his friend Ramon uh, promised him that, hey, if I win the lottery, I will help fund this movie that you want to make. And like, and lo and behold he uh, ramon wins the lottery and they go off to the this very poor part of spain to uh film and louise wants to treat it like this over the top like parody commentary documentary while everyone else is just like we could use this opportunity to help these people and uh it's like a personal like self-identity story for Bunwell to like kind of let go of his past and to let go of the anger that he's held on and uh and it, it just hit me hard and I, I I love it I understand your frustrations with it because it is 
a lot more graphic and a little more irritating than I remembered because I saw this last year. But um, I highly recommend it, and I got to see uh, to meet the director, and he was very nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, then we have <laughs> we have the movie that Disney doesn't want to admit is animated. We it's have animated. <laughs> we have The Lion King, uh, and <laughs> the, uh, the the they actually sent out this whole press release to to all of us before going to the screening that uh, that just a reminder no animals were harmed in the making of this movie and that was oh the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> and uh and uh so yeah i i liked jungle book i thought that it uh it had some interesting ideas and made some uh interesting changes to the story and uh i i thought it stood on its own as a as a adaptation of the book uh, as opposed to just being this shot for shot remake of the original movie um and uh this so i was i was hopeful that there would be something interesting you know that john favreau would um, but this movie was so bland and it was so boring like the the only things that we got that were different at all was like the 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 fur floating through the air like what i just couldn't believe that with all that talent of that voice cast and all of this that they that they were so safe and bland i maybe i should have because these live action remakes uh but oh my gosh and and it just seeing these realistic looking the whole idea the whole concept of the film was fundamentally flawed because you can't have realistic animals dancing and singing it looks <laughs> stupid and uh, and it just made everything that had emotion in the original film just fall flat and uh so yeah this was a big miss for me uh definitely frown worthy uh paleo i know you haven't you haven't liked you didn't even like jungle book uh yeah i haven't uh, really liked any of the live action remakes except for probably peace dragon yeah yeah, um, yeah uh well well lion king like yeah it's it's definitely uh what you said where the it's it looks stupid with the uh the animals singing and everything yeah. um where like, as soon as the first musical number comes up of of uh i just want to be king i was like eh, the difference is just jarring yeah like it's just like comparing the 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 two um the two movies like one has color yeah <laughs> the, the other one doesn't yeah. No, um, this one's really frustrating because I like John Favreau as a director and it was like, I don't hate this as much as everyone else, but I do not care for it. Um, and that is a problem. It's like the photorealistic movements and the animals. That's cool. That's really cool looking. But yeah, then you're kind of stuck with that because if you try to emote them like cartoons, it's going to look creepy. And yeah, I think not, they just didn't do enough with the story, and it somehow ends up being 30 minutes longer than the original. And it's just, so weird. I yeah, it, 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 this is the stuff that's frustrating about Disney. They can do so much. They have so much talent. That, that's that's what I didn't like about Aladdin. How they they made it longer, yet they cut out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. And Jabari, um. 
was bad as a villain. <laughs> no, oh yeah. yeah, Jafar was like terrible in that. Um, uh, but for the the Lion King and with the thing is like the technology is impressive, but it was like I mean you should do something different with it, um, rather than making the same movie. Um, yeah. I, I think that was my frustration with the Jungle Book is that they they were trying to do things differently, but not yeah. different enough. Um, and that was my frustration with the Jungle mm-hmm. Book. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I wish they did something different. And I like the cast for this one a little more than the '90s film. Like, if I could, I would uh, swap out certain actors from the original with the with this one. But yeah, I really did not like that they took out the Rafiki Simba sequence. You know, where like the past can hurt. Yeah, uh, I know it's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. and, but it's one it's the emotional core of the movie and they took it yeah. out. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I don't know, just all the I I like like John Favreau said had said, Oh, it's not a shot for shot remake. And I how could he say that? How could he say that? I mean well, yeah, there are a few seconds of different footage and dialogue but But as far as if you were going to plot it out if you were making like a timeline of this happens this happens this happens it would be exactly the same like the the only all the different stuff is all completely just extras it's not like if if i'm seeing a song uh, the beyonce song as they're walking like that's not that's still the same plot and i don't know it just it was a big miss for me for sure um Um, yeah it's a like a three out of five stars for me oh the stack is still really cool but i just yeah everything else is just man yeah yeah it's unfortunate because like john favreau actually did like something really good this year with the mandalorian yeah yeah um all right so then we have weathering with you which i was i've been uh i've been pumping a lot on my channel i did two trailer reactions i did i mean i because i love your name so much um i can't really talk about it yet because we're still embargoed but i'll just read my social media response because we were allowed to do that um and i so i just said said the animation is stunning and makoto shinkai has created some powerful moments and themes but i don't think the film as a whole lives up to his normal quality I feel kind of disappointed if I'm honest, but we'll see how it sits with me. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> um, you had a sim- you got to see it, Cameron. Yeah, um, it was the opening film for Animationist Film, and and I really loved it. Like I said earlier, before the podcast started, I have kind of a mixed, conflicted feelings about Makoto Shinkai as a director, but I found this one with maybe outside of the ending. To really work for me and I liked the whole story about finding your place in the world because that's really what it was like a story yeah. about or at least that's what I kind of picked up from the story and I mean Makoto Shinkai is a great director he's super talented the animation is gorgeous yeah. and I, I'd highly recommend people go see it when it goes through its uh, fathom and limited releases in January I definitely uh recommend that people see it for sure uh and uh so i i'll have more coming out about it uh it's i probably had impossibly high expectations because of how much i loved your name right, uh right. and um so and that's something but it's definitely more ya than yeah, like my friend who came with me 
who hadn't seen your name she was she kept saying i feel like this is kind of for the twilight group and i think there's some truth to that <laughs> but uh but it's still definitely worth seeing so i'll say that yeah. as much no um yeah definitely go see it and just for the sake of seeing an original property in theaters like if you can i know yeah. bad events are kind of like g kids where they don't always go everywhere and but yeah definitely go see it it's yeah. it's a great young adult romance yeah all right so then we had the angry birds movie too and i wasn't a big fan of the first angry birds it had a really weird message about being more angry is better <laughs> which was weird um uh, it's like they they combine together anger and confidence and i'm like what <laughs> um but uh, and then also a lot of the humor in that first one didn't work for me i i i think that the plot for this movie is not the best it's pretty no. generic but i did laugh a lot i thought it was really funny and especially anytime it used music as a joke was hilarious i thought <laughs> and so it was it, it won me over i did get to interview the director that was pretty fun um but uh but yeah i i overall liked it it's, i feel like it was kind of my hotel transylvania three uh that summer that movie was just like a fun silly animated film to see and i you know i got i enjoyed it even though i know it's not like the best and and i felt like kind of the same about this it was just funny and made me laugh it was a nice break in the summer um Pela, what do you think about angry birds too the complete opposite um so yeah. Uh, yeah so like the 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 whole thing with the mu anytime i use music i would just audibly groaned i was like ah <laughs> cuz like that that's that that that's a that's a trope that i really don't like uh-huh <laughs> it used it so often it did it did a lot yeah it's true and and i and i hate that i i i, I don't like this movie as much uh, because i actually like the first one like okay uh -huh. um but in this one especially since when i i saw that thor van orman was directing it and uh he made one of my favorite cartoons of the the last decade which was um uh, uh flapjack. Of flapjack yeah which is a, a hilarious show and i i love the, the setting of that yeah. show um and with this uh there are just like some jokes that were just not really hitting for me and i don't i don't know why i guess <laughs> my sense of humor was just very different compared uh -huh. to everyone else i uh i found the like it, the film like super ambitious with its humor it tried a whole lot of jokes yeah it did throw a lot at the screen <laughs> and i knew it was going to be weird because of the director and i was so happy that that he got to direct a movie like this and he just went all out because this is one of those sequels that got made because the first one made money, even if it wasn't like the most well-liked of the bunch uh, back in 2016. And you can, you have to be careful of that because it's it like that's, this happened with the nut job where nobody liked the movie, but it made a lot of money. So they greenlit a sequel and then three years later it came out, didn't do well. And, um, but yeah, I found the humor to be, wildly creative i loved a lot of the jokes like i love my favorite one was uh where they where bomb had to like take out the guards and then it cuts to them all having a beer. oh yeah that was the best joke in the movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, 
like it, it like it wasn't afraid to be a cartoon and sometimes i see this online where animation people are like oh why does it why do cartoons like our anime films have to be so bouncy and stretchy and it's just kind of like well that's a good thing i mean i know there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it but i found like like i loved it even though i agree the story wasn't all that great and there were some parts where like the whole uh Josh Gad's character and his relationship with his sister and Red, I found that to be a little creepy, but that's but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I uh, I don't know. I I do think that we need to retire Lionel Richie songs as gags. I think because it's it's done. It's been done. No more. Yeah. But he likes <laughs> but, his loyalties. So. Yeah. so you're frownworthy on it, Paleo yeah yeah so i would i was definitely fresh on it uh you you would you you be fresh on it then cameron yeah i would be okay good all right uh then we had abominable and i honestly thought this movie would do a lot better than it did i uh especially i, I thought it would do really well in china now all these chinese characters and it was partly made by a chinese studio and i was really surprised that it didn't you know take off there uh but um I, I, th- I thought this was a really sweet movie. Uh, yes, we've seen this story very many times before of a, of a teen or a, a child finding some kind of magical creature yeah, or dragon or yeti or whatever. We've seen it a lot. And definitely his powers just kind of were sort of a MacGuffin that was like good for helping out whatever they needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I get that that's all true but i still thought it had a nice heart to it and i liked the friendship between the three characters the lead characters and uh, just some so many beautiful sequences uh like when they're kind of surfing on that wave of flowers like that was beautiful and also i thought the music was so pretty and uh it it just it was such a sweet movie uh, to me and I'm very mixed on DreamWorks comedies a lot of them I don't like right. uh, so <clears throat> uh, yeah this was a surprise for me uh, Paley what do you think of Abominable? Yeah I, I, I thought it was good I, I liked the, um, the the message behind it where it's um, about how uh, even though you've lost you can still uh, take the time with the people you still have Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that was like a better message of loss, uh, especially compared to Wonder Park um, yeah. that came out this year. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting because like the, the main character, the girl is um, obsessed with taking this trip that she wanted to go on with her dad, but her dad's not around anymore. So like, you know, she still has her family around, but she's like obsessed with that. And it's, it, you kind of see it uh, towards the end, how like she's, uh, accepting of like oh well he, he's gone now like and it, 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 you should just like uh, spend the time with the people that you still have uh while they're there yeah i agree i thought it was a very sweet movie and it does have a twist villain so that's a little irksome but i really liked uh and i think a lot of people i i mean i haven't seen a lot of people talk about this um name the uh the millionaire who wants the yeti um yeah i liked his character art because you can tell through like little visual nods yeah yeah that was fun um Mm -hmm. like i mean 
I do find scenes like uh, where he's just like, man, this is a beautiful tree. Cut it down so you can put it in my office. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, but then like when they're driving around, you see him kind of like look at this little mouse thing and he smiles. And yeah, um, and yeah, I think this is one of DreamWorks' better films. I find the first third to be the most obnoxious because I just think the worst jokes are there, like the whole burping thing with the soda and the blueberry joke. And but. It, yeah, I, it was just a great movie. I, I highly recommend people check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, then there was an anime film called Oko's Inn. And this movie, it's basically about this uh, little girl who is orphaned, basically. And her, mm-hmm. uh, so she goes to live with her grandma in, uh, in this inn. And she starts seeing these ghosts. And uh, they have sort of a connection to her parents, and uh, and uh, it's all kind of involving her grieving and her loss. And uh, and uh, I thought this movie was really cute. It's definitely for little. I feel like it's for little kids. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, as opposed to other anime, which is more for adults, this is for little children um it's a little slow it was a little slow for me as an adult mm-hmm. um but i think little kids uh will will really enjoy it and think it's really cute and um so i i liked it i uh once again you can make like a little uh jar of quarters with this i saw this last year at animation is film and i liked it i really loved it it was a surprise for me and yeah you can tell by the designs that they're a little more family friendly younger kid audience mm-hmm. main like focus but it's another like touching story about dealing with loss and then just like being helpful and helping out people in need no matter the background and like it's it's a very touching my neighbor totoro or my my miracle kind of story yeah and, yeah uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Then we had The Adams Family, and this is another movie that I like, seemed like way more than everybody else. Um, I, I thought that, uh, the, uh, that they got that sort of dry humor, um, and I laughed quite a bit, and I kind of liked the whole plot of, of Wednesday kind of learning how to be sort of normal, and that making that sort of freaking everybody out um i don't i think the uh um the the whole story with the brother didn't really work it was weird um and i i think that the animation wasn't the best uh but i i didn't hate it either um but uh you know it looked low budget i would say Uh, it's not a perfect movie but overall i enjoyed it uh i don't know paleo what do you think of it yeah, um, I was surprised that like so many people uh, didn't like this uh, as much. Um, yeah, because uh, it's yeah, Adam's family has been like around for a really long time, um, and uh, it, it just felt like another like adaptation to me. Um, though I, I do I do feel like they tried too many plots in the movie because yeah. yeah, there, yeah. there's a lot of like subplots that go on. 
but I, I, I think the, the one with um, Wednesday is probably the most interesting. Yeah. Where she's, she sort of becomes like a pastel goth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you there. And speaking of music jokes, there was a really funny one in this movie, in my opinion. The whole Everybody Hurts, whole REM sequence, that made me laugh. Oh, yeah, with... Yeah. Uh, uh, what the uh, the butler lurch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought um, I understand a little bit of the disappointment because there's a lot of great dry dark humor with the prop with the franchise. Like the uh, first live action film, um, basically had them pour hot tar or oil on top of some carolers, and <laughs> um. And there's some of that in this movie, like at the beginning when Morticia is putting on like eyeshadow and blush, it's coming from her parents' uh, ashes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I love the voice cast, and I love that they went with the look of like the original comic strip. But yeah, this was animated by the same uh, studios that did Sausage Party and uh, 2017's The Star. So it, yeah, it doesn't really have that big of a budget. And you can kind of tell, and yeah, I agree with the both of you that there are too many plots, and uh, but Wednesday was the MVP of the film. Yeah, no, and it, this one actually did uh, make a healthy profit, so so that's a, a, a success uh, yeah, in when, a year. When you cost about yeah. twenty mil, it's not going to be that hard, unlike some of the other later films. <laughs> yeah. <but still. laughs> Um, so yeah, so there was an indie film that I also got to see yesterday in uh, Morona's Fantastic Tale. And this movie, the visuals are really cool and the dog is super cute. I do think it would have been better as a short. It felt a little too stretched out for me uh, mm-hmm. as a feature film. I don't think there was enough story there, but yeah. it was it was cute. Um, I saw, put another quarter in the jar. I saw this one at Animation and Film this year and it's such a vibrantly cool looking animated yeah. film. Like I love all the little details. Like um, it's about a uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is a story about a dog who uh, dies at the beginning of the film, and he and she goes through her life and all the different owners she interacted with, and just how it's it's mostly about just like finding happiness in the world. Yeah. And it's a really touching movie. And, oh, this looks really interesting. Yeah, yeah the I, just, I just looked is, up the uh, some screenshots of it. The animation yeah, is like really cool. The um, the uh, gymnastics guy is very cool. He probably has the best animation, like or just like the visual look. And then like later on, when she's with the family and the old man, the old man kind of moves like a wind-up toy because he's you know old and his body's stiff. And there's a lot of details that I think are like great. And uh, G Kids is going to be bringing this one over also. So, do you agree though that it would have worked a little bit better as a short? Maybe I th- I think yeah probably in some areas like they do definitely tend to stick around on cert- certain sequences and characters too yeah. uh, long, mm-hmm. but I I liked it. So. Yeah. I mean, 2019 was the year for the dog movie, so I guess that's appropriate that we got an animated. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's all these dog movies um <laughs> uh, okay uh so then we have class and uh i absolutely love this movie of course i love christmas movies i love animated films and 2d animation 
I loved the story. I thought it was going to be more like the Santa character in a rise of the guardians, which I do also love. Um, but it wasn't, it was, he was more of a wounded character. He kind of reminded me of the, the dad in song of the sea. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. I, I just, I loved the way that the movie used lighting as people changed and grew and the lighting would start to change on them. I thought that was beautiful. Um, it's my favorite movie of the whole year. I loved this movie and I, cause it really hit all of my boxes as far as things I like. And yeah. uh, I, I just, I think it'll be a new uh, holiday uh, film for me every year to watch Claus. Yeah, and uh, so I loved it. Uh, Paler, what do you, do you think of Claus? Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Like I, I've yeah. watched it like three times, um, like within a small span. Yeah. Uh, but because at first it was just like the the animation itself because it's so impressive the uh, the technology that they uh, were able to make with the uh, this yeah. this combining of two D and um, this sort of lighting that looks yeah. three dimensional. Yeah. Um, um and uh, but the story itself and the characters are uh, like really likable yeah um yeah i i think that if it didn't have that it wouldn't be quite as like talked about as as it is um because uh like uh, jesper's like uh, a fun like main character where he's just sort of just full of himself at first but then he just kind of comes around. I know yeah. a lot of people have compared him to, to Cusco from uh, Emperor's oh, New Groove. He's very much a Cusco. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Klaus himself, I, I really like. And, and all the uh, side characters, too. And I, I also I, I think that uh, Margot, the, uh, the, the, the little Sami girl, yeah. she's, uh, she's like one of the most adorable characters I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, God. So cute. Yeah, um, there was a behind-the-scenes look at this film, at animation of this film this year, and yeah, it, it's it's really cool. They basically made a 2D animated film and used all the texture and lighting effects for CGI to make to use on the 2D. And yeah, I've seen this film like multiple times already. And I'm yeah, so like jealous that you guys see it in the theater. Yeah, I mean, we it it it, it was like the first 14 minutes, and then little clips here and there. Uh -huh. And um, and they went through all like the animation tests and like the rough animation and such. And oh, so they didn't show the whole film? No, they didn't. Oh, um, interesting. I w I wish it was, but you know, um, and, and I really like the villains, and I know they were more comedy villains. Yeah. Um, but there's still like a sinister side to their ignorance and mm -hmm. stubbornness to stay with tradition. That it's like, well my parents hated their parents yeah. and such and then it's just like there's something kind of scary about yeah. that and, it kind of yeah. reminded me of like a, a meshing of uh of emperor's new groove and corpse bride the, i can the, totally see that the, oh yeah yeah, yeah that <laughs> and i i just loved it i thought it was so great and uh so I'm hoping that it was sort of popular enough that maybe someday we'll get to see it in, <laughs> I'll get to see it. They'll do a fandom event or something. I get to see it in the theater. Cause that would yeah, be really I, cool. I hope they do that too. And I hope more of the studios kind of uh, take note because in its first month, Klaus was seen by 30 million people. And yeah. so I hope it shows that like, Hey, we do want 2d animation. Yeah. And we want 
like you don't have to spend a hundred million on it. You just have to spend at least like 40, 50 mil or so and get cr creative with it. And yeah. yeah, no, I, if anybody for some reason hasn't seen it, go see it. Yeah. Um, so then there's Playmobil the movie yeah. and uh, it's interesting because I feel like this movie was probably obviously greenlit after the Lego movie uh and uh, but i think that they probably quickly regretted it because it's not like the lego movies made a ton of money uh if you're just looking at box office uh after the first one they've all been kind of disappointing as far as the box office even lego batman didn't do as well as you'd think it would do and so i kind of wonder if they immediately sort of regretted greenlighting this um but uh it was just it was not a successful movie there were so many characters and so many supposed world building the plot was going all over the place and sometimes it's a musical and uh there were like five different villains and uh the thing it just the animation was was fine in my opinion but it was a pretty big miss yeah it's 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 a major mess um of everything going on and like i feel like they wanted to start with a, a live action portion because like well lego movie did it um yeah it, it just like seemed so blatant that they wanted to to harp on the success of the the lego movie yeah but yeah, just so not obvious. understanding why it worked yeah yeah um, go ahead you know, even having like the different worlds and stuff, like the old West world and, and yeah. uh, so, are so similar to what they had in, uh, in, in the Lego movie and trying to have this, I felt like basically the Daniel Radcliffe character was supposed to be kind of, kind of like your Batman in Lego Batman, yeah. but not, not funny and not in it nearly enough. And oh, yeah. Yeah, the marketing lies about Daniel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was just the story was just because because with the Lego Movie you have this solid story leading you all the way through all these different lands and all these different worlds, uh, and here uh, it was just like all over the place and that that weird Greek villain like oh, yeah. Roman or whatever it was and uh, like that was so cringeworthy and uh, and then you had other villains and it was just. It was really uh, bad. It, it's a mess, and this one also, I mean, big shock, put another quarter in the jar, had a troubled development. It, it originally, like, started in, like, pre-production, um, and it was going to get pitched around, and it was at first going to be at Sony, and it was supposed to be, like, started in 2014 and then released in 2017, but plans fell through, and then the original director um, went on to help direct Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And then that was um, a good career choice. Yeah, yeah. Talk about do dodging a bullet. And then Open Road Films picked it up and funded it, had like a budget of supposedly 40 mil, and it was finished. And then Open Road went bankrupt. And then STX picked it up. And it was the opening night film at the Annecy International Film Festival. And ah, that's interesting. Yeah, the uh, reception was not good, and apparently there were a few stories of people walking out mid-film, and <laughs> and then, it, of course, it got released in the UK first in August, and it bombed, and then SCX, and they're, they're not having the best year. They're struggling financially, so they kept a lot of their advertising in theaters, and of course, the whole 
Daniel Radcliffe as the lead character was an absolute lie. And, and yeah, I didn't like this one, and I feel bad because the director and I think two of the writers uh, used to uh, work at Disney, and the director was the head of animation for the first Frozen. And it, it, it just, it's just a bummer because I could kind of see if an idea working. And they have one joke that really works, and it's the one when uh, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, I forgot her name, sorry, uh, mm -hmm. gets, like, warped into the Playmobil world, and she's, like, super stiff, and she can't get up because of how uh, clunky the toys are. And I think that's a really funny gag, but then they ruin that in-universe rule within seconds with her art legs and arms. Yeah. Legs. That's weird. <laughs> like with with Lego, they actually like stick to what Lego can do. Yeah, <laughs> like most of the so time, it, makes, it makes Playmobil look like any other movie. So it's like it doesn't have anything that makes it distinct. Because even if you don't like Nin Lego Ninjago or whatever, or like Lego Movie Two as much, it's still distinctly Lego. There's yeah. you, you know the funny thing, um, that whole thing where. It, they're in the Coliseum and they're about to fight the T-Rex and yeah. like the, uh, because that that's also like shown in the trailer um, where it comes out. I was like, oh, what's it going to be? Um, it seems like, oh, it's going to be something interesting. It's like, T-Rex, uh, okay, I guess. But Ninjago did an even better, like, <laughs> I'm going to say really something really nice about Ninjago. I love the freaking cat in that. I was yeah, like, oh my that's, god, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's <laughs> a highlight, for sure. Yeah, that's the best joke. And yeah. the only things I found good about it was uh, Adam Lambert as the Emperor Maximus, I think the villain's name is. Yeah. Like, at least it sounded like he was having fun with the role. And yeah. If you get to ham it up a little, I think that's fine. And yeah, this movie's not doing well. Apparently, it's like one of the worst openings in like wide release, and it's in like the same vein as like Delgo and. Uh, oh yeah, it did, it did like even worse than Arctic Dogs this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are we going to talk about Arctic? Arctic yeah. Dogs? Speaking of Arctic Dogs, that's our next one. So this is my least favorite movie of the whole year. Uh, and I, I just thought it was a failure on every front. It was the story wasn't good, the voice work was lazy, the the jokes didn't land at all, uh, the animation was terrible, and I I just uh, to me it's worse than you know like in my worst of the year list I have things like the kitchen which was the worst yeah. terrible movie things like that but to me this is even worse than that worst um, because uh, it's you know it's made for children and it gives them nothing it's 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 does nothing for their creativity it does nothing for their self-confidence it does nothing for them in in any way it's just like completely it's giving them less than nothing it's wasting their time and children have such little time to uh to develop their creativity and develop their and you look at what great things can be done uh, for children in something like Paddington or something like uh, I mean at least something like like uh, Wonder Park or Ugly Dolls flaws and all have some message have some creativity right. that will hopefully inspire a, a young child this is just nothing and it was it was terrible I absolutely hated it and it it's the it's awful 
and and it's directed by the same person who did spark a space tale which oh. was one of the worst experiences i've ever had in my life it was terrible <laughs> and uh and so <laughs> i i don't know this director not uh, my favorite maybe he'll get a good project sooner or later but nah, he's not getting them right now <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> yeah. i don't know you didn't you didn't see this bailey right no, I just didn't even bother. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is another Norm of the North. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, the animation is slightly better than Norm of the North, but... Yeah, I, yeah it does look better than it. But, no. I don't know. I think Norm of the North is... I feel like it's maybe a little bit so bad. It It's good. Like, there's oh, little yeah. things that I would be just... Because I can't believe they did that, and so I'm laughing at how terrible it is. This, I didn't even have that. I mean, it's just nothing. Oh, yeah. At least with yeah. Norman, yeah, at least with Norman and North, it's fun to rip on it. Yeah, it's yeah. So nonsensical, and I know people are like, "Well, don't say lack of effort." There was no lack of effort, but uh, there was kind of no effort put into Norman and North, so it's just so lazy. Yeah, that's fun to make fun yeah. of. Ark of Dogs is just obnoxious. It's frustrating, frustrating to sit through, and if it didn't have so many, like, like Jeremy Renner, if you took him out, this thing probably would have gone straight to video because yeah. everyone else was not like nobody cares or or like kids don't care who Heidi Klum is and it's not like Alec Baldwin is from like not familiar with limited yeah. where straight to video releases was was John Cleese all right in it yeah he he's the like like Adam Lambert in Playmobil he's the only one who's kind of having fun with the villain role and um but yeah like uh, it, it, there's it, it's such like small stakes in it because it's it's not like I want to run my own delivery company. No, I just want to be a delivery dog. Okay, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like and and uh, and like it's one of those films and that like what you see in the advertising is accurate. That like oh man that smell it's like the earth made a poopy or something like ugh, that line is actually in the movie it is ugh. Oh, it's it's such a bad movie it, it's, it's my worst animated film of the year because like you said said rachel at least uh wonder park had something to it at least ugly dolls had something to it even at least playmobil was at least like consistently okay like mediocre this one yeah i no <laughs> it's it's uh, it's so bad yeah. um so all right then we have frozen 2 and I was pretty hyped about this. I love the original. And uh, I was very satisfied with it. I've only seen it the one time. Uh, but I love I love the songs. I especially Lost in the Woods is like my new favorite anthem. I thought it was so <laughs> hilarious. I was dying laughing. Liked the relationship between Anna and Elsa. I think it's a really strong dynamic as somebody who has three sisters myself. I really relate to it. And uh, I thought that uh, it was funny. It was sweet. It was, I thought it was pretty brave of them to do a story where the revelation about their parents is kind of not the best. And they're like, they, uh, yeah. I, it was very untidy, I thought, which yeah. was interesting. And I liked it. Uh, and uh, I liked, I loved the fact that Anna becomes the queen. That was awesome. And I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. 
uh and um you know we'll see how it holds up on multiple watches but uh i uh it lived up to my expectations for the most part. There are a few flaws, but yeah, yeah. but I I really liked it. What did you, what do you think of Frozen Two, Palo? Um, not that because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I have a lot of problems with Frozen Two. Um, uh-huh. like first of all, uh, something that I really didn't like in the first Frozen, and that I extra don't like here is Kristoff. I I don't like him as a character. I don't I don't know what it is. Um I can kind of see that. Yeah. yeah so you didn't like, like I, Lost in the Woods? Oh no. No, I didn't. I no, it was so like I said funny. in my review, like it was well like I said in my review, my theater was silent when that really? happened. Like nobody oh. laughed. Oh no. <laughs> I had a few laughs in my theater. Oh we were dying. It was just a, a really positive screening. <laughs> We were laughing. So it's yeah. like all of a sudden it's like this Chicago thing. <laughs> Are you speed wagon? <laughs> yeah, because like his, his whole plot line, I was like, uh eh. <laughs> No, he gets a short end of his uh, Yeah, but uh Olaf, however, I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, when, because uh, a lot of people complained about him in the first movie, but I th- thought he was fine. Yeah. Um yeah. uh uh, the the songs I, I think are good though I I, I think I like um, uh, Elsa's two songs the most out of um, uh-huh. uh, yeah. all of them um, and for as as far as like them finding out their um, their the history uh, I, I guess their their grandparents or yeah. their grand their grandfather is like I don't know it, it felt sort of like a nothing villain to me because he's literally not there um, yeah. uh, and <laughs> the logistics of everything didn't make sense like they went to travel up north and then in seconds elsa gets to arendelle because of the tidal wave it's like what like and yeah, yeah. there was some stuff like that for sure yeah that's true um, i'll admit that yeah to me i liked it like i i went to see it twice just to kind of get a grounded feeling about the overall film and I liked the idea of the story, and it is kind of funny to think like, oh, it's a Disney film. What's the uh, imposing conflict? Uh, genocide. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, the and I I think that's why I wasn't too bummed about the villain because it like I think once again it's it's about Elsa, it's about self discovery. I will say I did not like the ending. At, at, at the very least, I did not like how it was executed. Mm-hmm. I did not mind Anna being queen, and uh, I did not mind Olaf being brought back to life. Um, sorry, uh, spoilers in retrospect. <laughs> um, and but I feel like, like, um, if they let the kingdom get destroyed by the tidal wave, I think and. Because it's it's founded on genocide. That's like the whole point. The point that I think they were leading up to, and they were going to let the kingdom die, but I mean nobody in it was going to die, um, and they were going to like rebuild on new ground and such. Uh-huh. But then I'm wondering if a higher up caught wind of this and they said like, oh no, you can't have that. We're Disney. We can't be morally gray. And it's just like. 
uh, it, it was a little frustrating. But I did love uh, Into the Unknown. I liked uh, Show Yourself and Lost in the Woods. Yes. Yes. Um, Hello, Lost in the Woods. I like man. that kind of music. So that's uh, <laughs> my kind of thing. And I loved Olaf. I think Olaf has been consistently the best Disney side character or like comedy relief. Because mm-hmm. they, they do something, and I think part of it is Josh Gad. Um, and there's like a subtlety to him at points. Like you kind of don't realize how funny it is until you listen to his dialogue yeah yeah and, and, <laughs> i love where it's like I, I don't even know samantha <laughs> yeah that, that part was actually improv and they kept that in yeah and uh, <laughs> uh and then like when he's getting carried off by uh spin it's just like i'm going to go talk to my uh reindeer about family issues <laughs> <laughs> well the first one he really matters in a way that most sidekicks don't yeah uh, to the whole plot which i really appreciated i i don't think it's as good as the first one no it's um, another lightning in the bottle situation yeah but i i still definitely really enjoyed it and i but i guess my main critique actually of it is that i felt like the side characters were and the new characters were under underused oh yeah i uh, yeah. i mean somebody like uh the um uh, honey Marin, i think was her name yeah. hardly you see her at all and you'd think from the publicity she was a pretty big character but she's really not yeah. and uh, so things like that where it felt like oh you're just introducing these new characters just to sell toys and stuff um i i think a little bit of it is to expand on the universe of frozen but i do think start a tv show just like tango yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like yeah like tango yeah i think that's probably what they're going to do next or they might do a third movie um, but yeah, the side characters like the guards and the natives who got stuck in the woods um, were definitely under, like underdeveloped. Even though like Sterling K. Brown's character has a little like character moments here and there. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with that. So it was definitely still smile worthy for me. Yeah, uh, I don't know, Paleo. Would you would you give it fresh or would you? How did you feel? I mean, You're more mixed on it. It's definitely better than a lot of the other things I saw this year. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, there you go. All right. We're almost done. So then we had Spies in Disguise. This is the last big theatrical release. Uh, yeah. And um, I, I liked it. I thought Will Smith was really good for this part. Um, and I thought it had some nice messaging for kids of trying to use nonviolence uh, to solve problems. And that was that was an interesting message i mean i'm really rooting for blue sky I've, i have a feeling this movie is not going to do very well but uh but I, I liked it overall i really didn't i wish that he hadn't turned into a bird i didn't really like that uh, less bird stuff for me uh the bird humor the bird everything with the bird i wasn't a huge fan of uh i wish it had just been a spy story i think it would have been way better um but still overall I enjoyed it yeah yeah with with spies in the skies um the funny thing is i i i was disappointed that he wasn't a bird as much <laughs> because it, <laughs> it, it felt like um uh it they wanted to get him out of the bird situation as fast as possible yeah. um uh but because uh, i mean i guess i'm biased because I, I i love birds and stuff yeah. um but <laughs> yeah um with uh, Tom Holland's character reminds me so much of Fluttershy. 
from My Little Pony. Yeah, I can uh, see that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I thought he was great. I, I was I was surprised at how well Tom Holland did. Um, yeah. And uh, I I really like the the message of uh, pacifism uh, in, in the film. Um, and uh, you you could you could sort of see it with um, uh, uh, part of the villain too where it, it, it's sort of the result of doing the opposite of pacifism. Yeah, it's, um, it's the consequences of Will Smith's character to the uh, villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm a bit dis- disappointed that we didn't see a bit more of the villain in, in the beginning. Because yeah. uh, I think if we did like some kind of like flashback thing to where he had a, 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 um, a confrontation with the villain uh, beforehand, I, I think that would have been uh, fleshed him out a little bit more. Yeah. No, um, I I saw this one recently, and it, I loved it. I, I think it's my favorite Blue Sky film next to uh, the Peanuts movie. And I, I have another, like, conflicted feelings for Blue Sky, because I feel like they had the right ambition as a studio, but they don't have the polish. And right. I feel like with stuff like Ferdinand, you really see that, because Ferdinand has such a mature part to it. But then it's like, oh, wait, we have to be a family film, so we have to add goofier elements. And I feel like they dialed back on the goofier elements with Spice in Disguise, even though they still have a lot of good, like, goofy humor. And they play well with the spy mechanic, like, gimmicks and such. And I loved the, uh, I actually liked what they did with the pigeon, like, uh, side characters. Like, they gave them a lot of personality without them speaking. Yeah. And... I, I think those were my favorite parts, and and I liked Will Smith and Tom Holland's chemistry, and like you guys have said, uh, I think the passive versus the like fighting fire or fire was very well like like tackled, and yeah, I'm hoping with like with Blue Sky now getting some Disney and Pixar heads to help run the studio that they can keep getting better because I feel like they are getting better. They're not going to do any more Ice Age films. And, Please no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the emotional core could have been a little tighter, and I agree that the bird gimmick of Will Smith um, was a little overplayed in the marketing. However, yeah. I I think I think this is like like I said, this is a blast, and I hope people go see it because I don't want anything bad to happen to Blue Sky under Disney. <laughs> yeah yeah i love blue sky i think that they have been consistently really ambitious except for the ice age movies uh i you know something like epic maybe a, f- a flawed film but i i still like it i think it has art and oh, yeah. and it's so beautiful that. um and uh so i i really hope that that disney doesn't dump them but we'll yeah, see I think, I think they're going to be okay they're just taking a few years to make the new one so i'm sure there's going to be like a little adjusting and such but i think ferdinand getting an oscar nom no matter how much i did not care for that to happen um kind of helped them because i think otherwise they would have been like a little more worried that it's like they'll just strip all the talent and put them in the pixar and disney yeah all right well this the last one we have to talk about is i lost my body and i actually i kind of forgot about it i so i haven't watched it yet um but uh cameron do you you got to see it yeah i saw this one not at animation as film it was playing at the same time as white snake so 
but I did get to see it on a theater screen during a fantastic fest that happens here in Austin, Texas. And, and it, this is the big foreign animated film that's getting a lot of hype around festival uh, goers. And it was one of the big winners at Annecy and one of the big winners at Animation is Film. I, I, I hmm. <laughs> how do I put this? Because I think it's a really well done movie. I just think one half of it is better than the other half. And the half that's better is the stuff with the hand. Like if, uh, if you haven't seen, if anybody here hasn't seen the trailer, it's about a disembodied hand that tries to find its owner. And it's, and then you also follow the owner of the hand that leading up to that point. And it's a lot about like, uh, when life gets you down, you just have to keep going. Life's, you don't have to stay funneled in this like lifestyle because of something that happened. But I found the human aspect to be the weaker part, only because some elements feel kind of stalkerish, especially with the two leads, uh, human leads. But it's a very unique movie, I think. I, like, I'm glad it exists. And it's written by the guy who did, uh, like, Amelie and such, so expect a weird oh. movie. <laughs> and um, Oh, yeah, I see it's on, on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix, so... And it, it's not really made for kids, so don't don't watch this with kids. <laughs> um, I mean, granted, a disembodied hand may tell you otherwise, but <laughs> um, yeah, I I definitely think people should see it. I think it was a little overhyped, but that's just me. All right, very good. So you didn't get you haven't seen it, Paleo? No, I haven't seen it yet. I, I do have it on my list on yeah. on Netflix though. So there we go. We did it through <laughs> the whole year. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this. This is really nice of you. And uh, so, Paleo, where can people find you? Um, I'm Paleo Steno on uh, YouTube, and I, uh, I do videos on there. And uh, also on, uh, on Twitter uh, as Paleo Steno. Uh, I, I talk about the, the stuff that I see and everything. Uh, so, yeah, on those two sites. Definitely check it out. Uh, and Cameron, where can people find you? Um, I, like I said, I do written reviews. And uh, you can find me on camsiview.biz. And um, you can find me on Twitter at camsiview. Um, and yeah, so that's where you can find me. Great. Yeah, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. All my crazy animated reviews on there. Awesome. <laughs> check that out. And uh, yeah, and also I have the Hallmarkies podcast. So check that out as well. And uh, thank you guys for listening and, and let us know your thoughts about these different films in the year as a whole. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter and uh, consider becoming a patron of my channel. I really appreciate that. And then also we have uh, the merch store. So check that out. And uh, it's just really fun. And uh, so thank you so much for coming and being my guests on this episode. And we'll have to, uh, we'll have to, talk about 2020 before you know it so yeah. <laughs> so thanks again and we will uh, yeah we'll talk again soon so bye everybody bye